0: Hi, this is Stephen Tacey, and you're listening to our 100th podcast show on Partnership for the Arts talk show, Where We Talk Art.
1: Welcome to Where We Talk Art. This is your host, Victor Gartner. And this episode is the final part of our 100th episode, celebrating the podcast. The people who help make the podcast, you, the listeners, Dave Bice, who originated the podcast and hosted the first 70 episodes. That is an impressive track record of success and he is here with us today and we will begin that conversation right after this very brief message. This is Partnership for the
0: Arts. Come join us
1: as we explore the world of art.
0: You can find us on our Facebook
2: page at Partnership for the Arts Group Talk Show.
1: Or you can find us on our new website at Talkshow.org.
0: PFTA Talk Show is recorded at the Visual Arts Center in Punta Gorda, Florida.
1: We are back and I am talking to Dave Bice. (laughs) and Dave and I, as you probably know, listeners is that, you know, we've, we're pretty good friends and Dave has done a lot of work on where we talk art for a long time. And, um, we're talking about things that have happened in the past up to this point. So Dave, is there something that you, uh, you want to bring up at this particular point?
0: Yes, Victor, I do. And, and first of all, you said a lot of work. I, I don't think it was a lot of work. I think it's just been a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah. It is fun. And, the, and speaking of that, I have to say, when I have several guest co-hosts through the years, and this is the, the fun part for me, because we're going to actually get a chance to talk to one of those guest co-hosts. I had a lot of fun working with her we we did a lot of good stuff and for anyone that's been listening to this show for a while you're going to know the name but you're certainly going to hear the voice and that wonderful voice belongs to Catherine Lucas. Cat, are you there? Can
1: you
2: hear me? I'm us? here, Dave.
1: Hey, welcome Catherine.
2: Thank you, Victor. Yeah, it's great to be here. I'm glad to meet up with you both and uh discuss some fun times that we've had and I bought along my coffee waffie. Uh <laughs> you know just <laughs> art power
1: <laughs> Dave I've listened to many of the episodes that you and done together I want to know how, how did you decide that oh gee I I, I want to have a co-host and and I think it should be Catherine
0: well I think she's gonna tell you a different story there Victor but It was really kind of weird. (laughs) I mean, I was doing an interview and I had taken a break and I came back into the library studio and... There she was sitting there, and she said, hi, I'm your new co-host, Kat. So what are we talking about today? And I said, okay, you're hired. You're, we, we don't pay much, but you got the job. And who are you again? <laughs> okay, I, I made that up.
2: <laughs> but, but seriously, um, <laughs>
0: you know, before that, um, the host was Gina Battle. And if I'm correct, Kat, wasn't it? Was it Gina that reached out to you? to come on and actually interview you for the show.
2: Yeah, because we first met when you were handing an award to me at one of the VAC shows. That's right. Yeah. And then we got to talking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I, I just remember coming on the show and just laughing. I We could not stop laughing the whole time. <laughs> I would. think probably four hours to record a one hour show. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> right right because you know at the time gina was stepping down she was leaving she had some things to take care of and some artwork to commission work that she had to really catch up on and and i think that's when i had approached you coming on the show and giving it a try and um, you and i didn't know of course at the time that we'd be doing it for that long Yeah.
2: (laughs) yeah yeah And longer if I didn't have any um, family obligations. and Yes, your father yeah. was
0: passing away and you had yeah. to take off and spend with yeah. them, your dad the dad. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yes. And Catherine, it, the way Dave describes it, it sounds like you didn't really have to think about this at all. It was kind of a very immediate, spontaneous response that you gave.
2: Yeah, it's, it just it's... felt right. Being called on to be interviewed right. and just having so much fun and how we all clicked. Yeah. And it was interesting. I wanted to learn about other artists. I I loved what Dave was up to with the podcast show and I was already there at the back anyways. So everything worked out, but I think it was just really how everything clicked and how fun it was. And, and it was just, it really was just enjoying some high octane coffee and art (laughs) power. It just boils down to that.
0: Uh, yeah, Victor. We would always do a show and then we would take a break and we would go to Mercer's Coffee House. And I both love coffee. <laughs> so I can it's tell, yes. High octane. <laughs>
1: <laughs> when you say high octane, are we talking about like French roast kind of coffee? But mine's what?
2: actually a, a black I'm... Colombian Supremo. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I think it's actually just coffee mixed with art talk it just pumps up the volume there There you go go.
1: (laughs) all right i want to ask you too about favorite shows that you might have had during that tenure when you were working together uh let me see who's going to go first uh how about dave is is there a a favorite show or two that remember that really sticks in your mind
0: well i i have (laughs) lots of favorites i think the time cat you and i were doing the shows I think a couple of them th- that stood out. One of them I have to say is a friend of mine. She's a writer, an author, which was Lisa Wingate. and She's a New York Times bestselling author now. A million plus copies sold of her When We Were Yours is the title of the book. Prolific writer. She's done over 30 something novels and that one really resonated with everybody. Completely different than what she she did before. Her style, this is based on true life events that happened and she created characters around it it's a haunting story to be told especially since you know it's true of children being kidnapped abducted and then being sold in united states during the 50s did they know where the kids were coming from probably not but this happened all through a lot of the united states at the time and then recently she wrote this book before we were yours, i.e., relating to the fact is we had a life before we were kidnapped and became a New York Times bestseller. If I remember correctly, Cat, we talked with Lisa, and the book had just, I think, had just hit the New York Times
2: best selling list at that yeah, time. I think so. I think it actually might be at two million over two million copies sold now. But uh, the, but that I, I thought her story was very interesting and everything that it opened up, not just for her, but for other people. But she was describing that these, the the people that were coming forward, they of course dealt with trauma because sometimes they were older kids that they were just taken snatched off the street mm-hmm. and then sold in somewhere else. And, but the fact that it was like a dark secret in the family, this family uh, trauma was going to the next generation from what had happened, you know, after writing the book, and it became known and where people started to heal. And I think it started then to start to heal families. It wasn't just infants that were stolen, you know, these kind of nefarious adoption agencies where it was actually uh, abducting children or taking children from very poor families. They, I, I guess the authority would deem the parents not fit because they were in such poverty that their kids were taken.
0: Right. Or in some cases, the infants were taken right out of the hospitals and telling the parents that the infant had died. Amazing. And I just want to add one more note here, Victor. You may not be aware of this, but with this interview, the fact is it really impacted the show later after we had finished recording in a way that we really couldn't imagine, especially for you, Kat.
2: Uh, Yeah, because I became interested, of course, after learning about Lisa Wingate and her book and then remembering my grandfather's story and looking into it. And that's when I realized, wow, this is just it opened up a whole can of worms. And that was part of
0: this event.
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: And I think that that's going to be hard to follow up with. Now, Catherine, I'm going to ask you to to talk about one of your favorites.
2: Well, actually, like Dave, I have a lot of favorite shows. But I think my very first show I did with Dave as a co-host was Isaac Mingus. Oh, uh, he was, uh, yeah, yeah. He was, what, a symphony double bassist? For the uh, yeah.
0: Charlotte Symphony there in Punta Gorda, yeah.
2: Yeah, correct. And what stood out about him is he had this very inspiring story of triumph over tragedy. Right. So he had a good start. But I think it, when he was a teenager, his father passed away. And then he started experiencing setbacks and, you know, depression. The way he described it, he just had opportunities come his way and he was able to recognize that they were opportunities. I think he he dropped out of high school, but he ended up getting his GED
0: later. Mm -hmm.
2: Yeah. And then he started helping other students pass the GED. He was kind Mm -hmm. of a mentor. And then I think that theme or that idea of being a mentor kind of carried him through as he progressed from one opportunity to the next. Dave, when we interviewed him, he was just getting ready to go off to college.
0: He was getting ready to go. Yes. I, I don't remember exactly what. It was something like a neurosurgeon or something Is he like that. <laughs> He's an brilliant right. yeah. I remember Kat, when we interviewed him, he had gone through this trauma. Losing his father was a pastor and they were very close, if I remember this correctly. And it was his professors that went after him and said, you've got a gift. You need to follow up on this. And that eventually led him to being interviewed by Punta Gorda, by Ponte, the maestro Ponte. The other cool part about this is he was like 19 years old. I know. Amazing.
2: Yeah, very young just as a person he's he's so brilliant he's so well spoken and mm. he's funny just yes. his sense of humor just is off the charts so that was another episode we were laughing a lot right and oh hey you know
0: there's another couple of points we need to make about isaac is he was a miracle child he was not supposed to live very long after birth some difficulties but by a very risky Medical procedure, they were able to save his life, and and here this young man went on to be an inspiration to so many others. And he actually, he was an instructor teaching other children how to play classical instruments. Oh yeah, there was so there's so much to him. It took three episodes. Yes, Kat, we did one after we finished the interview, and we just realized there was so much more to his story. Uh, inspiration and. Talk about comeback kid. Absolutely,
2: Kat. Oh, you, yeah. You, you nailed yeah. it. So
0: we ended up doing three episodes with him. Yeah.
2: yeah. It was it was truly a hero's journey story. There you go. Yeah. and And I think those stories are always inspiring when someone shares what they've gone through. Dave, you and I were discussing recently how I was feeling kind of off track. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I had a lot happen. When my dad passed, it's like I pinpointed that that's it really derailed me, but it is interesting. It's no matter how old you are, I think losing a parent or parents can have a real effect on you. Right, it, uh, you're the next generation up, and
0: <laughs> right.
2: so, yeah, and it really makes you reexamine your whole existence. You know your purpose, and you question it, but you get through that and reconnect. And I can say that just re-listening to some of these episodes has been a very healing experience for me.
0: Awesome. Yeah, it's it's good to hear, Kat. Thank you.
1: Thank you for sharing that, Catherine. <laughs> well, you know, you, you two, you did a number of, of episodes uh, together. And uh, how did you go about trying to figure out, well, you know, who should we talk to next?
0: You know, I don't really think that was a Problem, Victor. I don't really ever remember having an issue of, of yeah. having people to talk to. I think the show, by that time, had been very well established. And I have to say, Victor, you and I talked about this before. I started it. And the PFTA group said, "Well, who's going to do the show?" And I said, "Well, I'll try it. And if it fails, fat on the space, you can blame me." <laughs> <laughs> Where this show was going to go. I I certainly didn't. And I have to say that with Manette starting out, she brought a level that of course I couldn't to the show. And then Gina as well. She really opened up the art world there to help. But Kat, when you came on board, the entire aspect of the show, I think in content and was defined in the direction and what the show, the voice of the show was going to be, so to speak, you really helped us out with that in a direction that I would not have been able to, um, to make that happen in that way. I'm just not that good. (laughs) (laughs) So that, see, that's the best I could do.
2: (laughs) Well, Thank you. I appreciate it. I think I was set up. So it was easy for me to just kind of hop on board. Of course I couldn't have done it without you and just the dynamic of how we bounce off together so, and so, you know, I listened to the uh, with Nanette and Gina and, and those episodes and it kind of got me into the flow. Mm-hmm. And, but- it, and I think it helps that, you know, we're coffee connoisseurs. We have a lot in common. <laughs> I was
0: going to say, you know, in <laughs> retrospect, I think it was the coffee that really got us going. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
2: well,
1: you, you must have had lots of opportunities, or at least I'm imagining you had lots of opportunities to like bump into one another during those those two weeks where you weren't sitting down doing a recording for our next podcast and and maybe you could just you know sentence here sentence there question there you figure out a couple of things and in the back of your mind you're you're mentally set for the next show
2: oh yeah yeah it worked out great it was perfect yeah just uh and it was still all, all the amounts of coffee <laughs> <laughs>
1: you the, both of you have me so uh, ramped up to want to go and listen to some more of those interviews that you've done you have done together
0: You, I'm sure you meant to say Victor you, you're going to go back and re-listen to all those episodes before you're going to re-listen to all those episodes before <laughs> Joe, you've listened to every one of them <laughs> every
1: single one absolutely <laughs> Well, you know, you listen to an episode and, and like a year from now, if you ask me, did you listen to it? Did you think about so-and-so? I'm not going to remember all of those details. You know, that's why I can see certain movies over and over again. <laughs> like, I don't remember that scene.
2: <laughs> Maybe it's an artist thing. We can just re-experience it again, like as if it's fresh and new.
0: Have either one of you gotten to a point where where you wake up and you go, I've got a great idea. I think this is a project I need to paint. And then you start on it and you look at it and you go, this kind of looks familiar. And you realize it's covered in a canvas in the back.
1: (laughs) 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 That's the point I'm really getting worried about myself.
0: (laughs) I handled that problem with surplus of paintings Because, you know, Mary is the master gardener. She loves to garden. So I just started taking all the old canvases and painting them into stepping stones and sticking them out in the yard.
2: (laughs) 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 Repurposed art. (laughs) Okay.
0: So moving on, moving on, (laughs) you know. I yes. just got to mention, since you mentioned that, Kat, and, you know, we were talking about the steampunk earlier uh, b- before the show. Yeah. You know, that's how I actually met Victor. I was introduced to Victor. It was the bling, fling, bling. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. It was. That's right. Uh, yeah. The thing the VAC was doing and blend They were raising money for their, their classrooms. And me and Mary were there that night and they had the auction. And I come around and I'm looking at the table. And I see this really cool looking wine carrier case, I yes. guess is what the two bottles
1: wine carrier, yes. Yeah.
0: I gotta sort of put money down on it. So we're watching it all night long. And I'm like, there's other people bidding on. And I said, Well, I'm just gonna close this out. I'm gonna make sure nobody can wants to go over this amount. So I, I did, I got it. And it was wasn't it a Belinda that introduced yes. us, Victor?
1: Yes, Belinda yeah, did.
0: But that's that's how we met. And with that being said. You two hold on, because I think we're well overdue for a break, and I know this for two reasons. One, we hear the music, and two, I'm out of coffee. (laughs) 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 So, everyone hold on. We'll be back in just a minute.
1: Hi, this is Russ Emanuel. I'm a director and producer of several feature films, including Staycation, my latest one, Occupants, The Legends of Nathia, PJ Chasing the Green, and Whisper. And I wanted to say congratulations to what We Talk Art on your 100th show. Congratulations again.
0: Okay, everyone, we are back, and this is Dave Bice. Not the host of this show, as I have said before, <laughs> talking with the host of this show, Victor and Catherine Lucas, the ex-co-host of this show. Kat, <laughs> <laughs> you had made an interesting point during a commercial break we were talking, so would you repeat that, please?
2: When we interviewed you, Victor, I thought it was so interesting because... I've never heard of steampunk art in my life before no okay. no I haven't and then to be introduced to it and you Victor along with that I mean you your background is in metal smithing you're also a scratch artist so you're just such a multi talented multimedia artist which I think is so interesting and getting to know you I I was getting a sense of how your mind worked you, you just have I think a very, believe it or not, an engineer's mind. That's how I see it.
1: Yeah, I might. I might have the engineer's mind. Yes.
2: Oh, you do. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but I, always, I think of engineers as being very structured and very detailed. And on my work, can be detailed. But in my day-to-day, hour-to-hour life, I don't want to be bothered with details. <laughs> I, I don't know why, but, you know, it's like my poor wife, she 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 does most of that heavy lifting on the details. And she just shakes <laughs> her head saying, Victor, you are a squiggle. <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe artists are, are a little bit different than uh, than people who aren't. I, I I don't know about that, but. I just know what life is like for me, and uh i I just can't imagine being my wife and having to suffer this <laughs>
2: <regular> <laughs> <basis>. <laughs>
1: but
2: but I get that it's it's you know when I do my work or teach or whatever, um I do have to set up a structure actually want to okay manifest the idea whether it's a painting or whatever project it is, I have to actually start. Thinking like an engineer, like, okay, if I, if I want to end up here, you know, I have to think 10 steps backwards. Like how, what was what going to be my first step? Uh, yeah,
1: I can understand that.
2: <laughs> I want to say that every single artist person that we interviewed is so unique in their own way. And the experience of being able to interview them has really enhanced my life. I think sometimes being an artist and you're working a lot of times alone and separated. That's right. uh, You think that some of the things you go through, even if it's a dry desert of maybe staleness, but then you reconnect with people and you find out you're not alone and just through that reconnection. It just sparks that inspiration again. And you just, you see yourself in everybody. Mm -hmm. So I think. When I look at the overview of my experience here, I think that's what it really was. And besides the fact that I don't think I've ever laughed so much in my life.
0: <laughs> we do know how to have a good time. Yes, you
1: two made a very good duo in in these interviews that you did. Like you say, you could play off of each other. So that makes <laughs> that makes for a really good show.
2: But I thought Dave, though, is an engineer, not only in his art, but on the outside, too. I've I've asked you some questions in terms of like uh, business for approaches, and you are just very clear cut.
0: You know, it's what you're exposed to in life. And I've been in business management a long time. And growing up in aviation, you know, you learn that Mm -hmm. engineer side of things. And it's done well for me. I I definitely see those qualities uh, actually in both of you. And I think that's, that's the good thing. If you're going to be an artist, it's good to be able to have a little bit of that other side to help balance you out sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Not that I actually apply that, but it's a good theory.
2: (laughs) (laughs) At least Dennis says that he says, I think you're good for me. You balance me out. And he balances me out.
0: Dennis being your husband.
2: Yeah. I'm Chrono's time and I'm Cairo's time. So it, it it works out well because I can't imagine having a partner that's exactly like me. I think it would drive me crazy.
0: <laughs> Nothing else would get done, right? <laughs> right, right. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I always say to my wife, one of us has to be responsible.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean you're a host of a podcast show,
2: right? What what does she expect? it's 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 just really great to see you guys and have this time to hang out (laughs) that's
1: right same here i i I feel the same way
0: we talk from time to time cat but uh it was good catching up with you in this format again that's for sure
2: yeah for sure we should maybe do a little bit more of these anniversary trio (laughs) podcasts (laughs) sure absolutely (laughs) right (laughs) right
0: we work on doing that in person with coffee
2: yes there you go that would be fun do a road trip art podcast coffee shop hop (laughs) (laughs) oh i like
0: it everyone you heard it here first it's ours we got it (laughs) (laughs) well uh victor we've taken up enough of your time on this segment of the show
1: it's always a pleasure always and I thank both of you for for being available for this time so you know there's this this term that I that I've heard that generates from Catherine who said art power
0: that's exactly right (laughs) do I have to
1: make a fist when I say that
0: (laughs) well you're supposed to have your cup of coffee
2: (laughs) oh there you
1: go that's the fist right there around the cup there
2: yeah thank you Again, I'm glad that we were able to meet up like this. It's always a pleasure uh, to be on this show. And I also uh, thank the listeners and and all the uh, artists that are willing to be interviewed and enhancing everybody else's life through this show. So thank you very much.
0: Ah, Kat, well said. That was beautiful. You know, Victor, I think you need to hire her.
2: (laughs) Yep.
0: And we're going to sign up with...
2: Art Power!
0: <laughs> okay, well, it was great talking to you all, but I have to go get some more coffee now. Hi, this is Stephen Tacey. Thank you for listening to the 100th episode. Everyone, it's been a great time. Can't thank you enough.